Welcome back to another weekly episode of the Wake Up With Glow podcast with me, Glow, and I'm glad that you're joining me here today for a topic that burdens all of us at one point or another if you're striving for any kind of success in your life. Um, This sense of urgency And I chose this topic this week because I've been having so many conversations with folks who are really being so hard on themselves in their pursuit of excellence, in their pursuit of their own purpose, in their pursuit of fulfillment, that they're actually putting just enough pressure on themselves to counter the effect of all of their efforts, to actually set themselves up for something less successful than they intended. And more than anything, this sense of urgency, it's so pronounced um, in so many folks right now. And it's also leading us to lose sight of what we're pursuing and why. So I want to start this episode of overcoming your own sense of urgency by first addressing the question that is, what happens when you live from a place of urgency? So why is it important for us to even talk about this? Maybe urgency is good, right? So many people will tell you that they live from this place of needing to do things and feeling what they call motivated to do things. And I think that motivation doesn't really get defined specifically to each individual and their particular process. So what ends up happening is that we all have these different opinions of what motivation is, but above all, we hold motivation as the key to our success. When actually, a lot of what you think is you being motivated is just the sense of urgency to get somewhere faster than you're currently getting there. And this need to be somewhere else, anywhere but where you are. Somewhere, quote unquote, better. So I wanna I wanna really rephrase that question and have you ask yourself in your own life when you live with this sense of urgency, when you operate from a place of needing to get things done and get them done as quickly as possible for your desired outcome, what actually happens? in your life, if you were to zoom out, zoom out of your mindset, right? Mindset is like the number one thing that people talk about for how to improve your life, change your mindset, change your mindset as though it's so easy, right? But if you zoom out of that mindset of the hustle and grind, of the intense motivation to get things done and being in a good mental space, If you zoom out, you will see that with that sense of urgency, two things are taking place. Number one is when you are operating from a place of urgency, you tend to disconnect from the greater mission. Whatever it is that you were after in the beginning, whatever it is that caused you to implement that sense of urgency, consciously or not, you become further away from it, you disconnect from what it is that you're actually doing because your attention now is placed so heavily on maintaining that enthusiasm, on maintaining that same energy that you're bringing, that urgent energy, 
Because the moment that you see or notice a shift in your energy, a shift in your urgency, you start to be convinced that all of a sudden your motivation is falling, you're not getting it done the way that you should, you're not optimizing, something is wrong, you need to get back on the horse and you start to feel lost and confused and start doubting yourself. And the problem with all of that is that you, when you're operating from a place of urgency, you start to distribute your attention in all of these areas because you're, you're, again, trying to optimize the circumstance. So you're like, all right, well, what can I do right now? And how can I improve my morning routine? And how can I get to bed earlier? And maybe I should stay up later. And when do I function best? And how can I do three things at once? And maybe I can drive and call and listen to this podcast and take notes and talk to someone else and make those appointments. You have this urgency that then trickles into all the other areas of your life. So it's not even a directed urgency toward your goal anymore because you're kind of just all over the place. The energy that you possess is not just simply energy towards one particular goal. The energy that you harvest, the energy that is your current state of operation, is the energy that you're going to bring to every endeavor that you have within the day, within the week. It is not just limited to the one task at hand because you are not a one task person. You are a person who has likely many responsibilities and obligations. You have a lot of things that you need to get done and you have even higher expectations of yourself for getting them done. So living in this state of urgency and even worse, not picking up on the fact that you are operating from a place of urgency causes you to really disconnect from the greater mission. And I I see it all the time when I'm looking at these incredibly busy people and I have a moment to sit down and chat with them and I'm asking them, so what is it that you're doing all of this for? I can't tell you how many times people stumble because they've gotten so lost in that need to go, 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 go and keep going that they have lost the clarity around what it is that they're going after. So what else happens when you live from a place of urgency? Well, you lose sight of the present moment. And, you know, it's becoming more popular to talk about present moment awareness. What does this present moment mean to you? And despite what your beliefs around time may be, you know, the present moment is, in fact, the only truly realistic moment that you have to work with. You know, we have discussed in previous episodes about how, you know, detrimental it can be to live from a past state mentality or a future state mentality because those are not things that you can actually apply to create change in the moment that you are currently in. So you tend to lose sight of that present moment and you begin to operate from a future that you have yet to create and that you don't know at all. And what's the trouble with that? Well, when you're living in this urgent way and you're thinking constantly about where you want to be instead of where you are, you're actually not optimizing what is possible for you because you're working with tools that you don't yet necessarily have. And it's wonderful to see yourself in the future. It is a wonderful practice to sit down and visualize where you want to be. And we've done that before together here on this podcast. But it is another thing to be so wrapped up in this future state mentality, in this future state 
leading direction that you no longer are tuned in to the things that may be a little bit more commonplace and and a little bit more boring that are going on right here, right now that you need to stay on top of. You know, there's this trick of the mind, if you will, where people who are trying to get very good at something, what ends up happening is that once they finally are able to get into a groove and they start to improve, And they feel as though they have mastered it. And by mastery, I mean it becomes habitual. So, you know, you take on a challenge, something that you haven't really had any exposure to or experience with. You start doing it consistently. You dedicate your time and energy to it. And you get better. And what inevitably happens is that it becomes a habit. You no longer have to push so hard to get that thing done consistently, and you get better at doing it. But the downfall of all of that is that what our human brains tend to do is when things become habitual for us, as they always will if we're consistent with it, we stop tuning in closely enough to continue to improve upon and fine-tune how well it is that we're doing. We suddenly lose our capacity to gauge where we are in the process of mastery because our minds think that we've already mastered it. And the way that the brain works is that all it wants to do is protect you and promote this awareness of newness. Anything new that can be a threat, it wants to focus on it. So when you have something that all of a sudden is no longer threatening because you have, again, engaged consistently with it, it puts it to the back of your mind and it clears more attention, memory, and space for the things that have novelty that it feels it needs to be on high alert with. So even though your intention is to continue to develop mastery, what your mind does is it actually puts it on the back burner when you've been in it. So when it comes to the present moment and when it comes to the sense of urgency, if you're constantly fighting and battling to maintain this this high energy urgency because you're living in the future and what the future can be instead of living in the present, You're no longer mastering the present moment because now you are so focused on the novelty of the future. And often urgency is akin to novelty to the brain. It is the threatening response. If I don't do this now, I am going to have this consequence. If I don't get on top of this right now, something bad is going to happen or I'm not going to get to where I want to be. So you have to be able to understand how the brain actually works in being able to use that knowledge to actually change your behavior to be more productive, to get you your desired outcome. And, you know, urgency can make you delusional. Often the harder you go after something, the faster you push away the possibility of getting what you want because the pursuit now becomes about the attainment of the thing and not the actual value that you're looking to attain. 
And when I say that urgency can make you delusional, what I mean by that is when you are living in that future state urgency, it starts to make you think that you have a new expectation of yourself based on resources or circumstances that you may not actually possess. It causes you to think that you are in this heightened state of existence where all of a sudden you need to do these things or you won't make it. But that's just simply not true, right? Because we've made it through so much turmoil in our lives, all of us, some of us more than others, but that urgency is this sort of delusional state of needing to be more than what we are. And that can become very dangerous because you want to be able at all times to work best with what you have, to work not simply from a place of, okay, this is the future I'm trying to manifest. That's fantastic. That's great that you have a vision of what you want the future to look like. But you have to be able to work with the resources that you have now so that you can manifest the abundance of the resources you will come into if you learn to tame your sense of urgency. Okay? So what you are pulled to do and what you are called to do Those are two very different things. And I think that it's really important that we distinguish the two. Because we tend to use the the term to be pulled to. What is your heart pulling you to? What is your soul pulling you to do? And then we have this other term that we throw around about having a higher calling. And what does that mean for us? And all of these words are essentially used to define what it means to find our truth, to find our purpose, to establish meaning for our own lives. So it's important that we understand the vocabulary that we're using and understand the vocabulary that we're consuming when we're listening to other people speak or reading great books. So the pull that we refer to, to feel pulled, uh, it, it is really, really, really important that you understand that The pull can be led by your emotions alone. You literally can feel pulled to do something and that can be a completely emotional response. Because one day you can wake up in one state of mind and be pulled one way and then you can watch a YouTube video and someone convinces you of something else and you could be pulled another. So I want to make this distinction because I want you to be able to differentiate within yourself the difference between a pull and a call. Whereas a pull is so emotionally guided, and as we know, our emotions are so wavering. They're so circumstantial. Whereas a call, now a call is something higher. You don't have a choice when it comes to your calling because you've been born or you've grown into this gift, this gift that you possess, this thing that is undeniable and perhaps it took you a long time to figure out what your calling is or maybe you're still figuring it out. But the call, whether you can put words to it or not, is what you know deep down to be true. So there is a stark contrast between a 
I know this is what sits right with my soul versus simply being pulled to do something because you either elected to be in a particular state of mind based on what you've been consuming or something unexpected is coming into your awareness and shifting your emotional state. And so you're feeling pulled to do this or that. And again, the mistake so many people make is that there are repetitive pulls. And a repetitive pull is something that you can confuse a message coming from your intuitive sense. You can think that it is in your intuition speaking to you. And you can think that you are truly being called to do something because you're being pulled in the same direction over and over again. When a pull becomes repetitive, people confuse it for a calling. But what that actually might be saying to you is that you are consuming the same types of information, of triggers that are causing you to be pulled in that similar direction. But that does not necessarily mean that this is what you should be pursuing. So all of the emotional work that we do, it is so key because it helps us to be able to distinguish what between when our intuition is truly speaking to us and when our minds and our biology is fooling us. We have to learn to be able to separate what mechanisms our brains and our bodies have evolved to help us survive and what other things that are a layer above that, that transcend our own humanity in a way, that link us and connect us to the universe and to a higher spiritual power, what those forces are actually guiding us toward. And it can become confusing, and it's supposed to be, because essentially it is the greatest puzzle of your life. To be able to, one, discover what is true for you, and two, be challenged by the decision of whether you are going to pursue that truth or whether you are going to conform and live a life outside of that truth. Are you going to join the rest of the world in doing what other people are doing, doing what's trending and what's hot in the moment? Or are you going to really tune in? Are you going to work on overcoming your own ego and actually living a life of alignment? So that, of course, is a question that you would have to ask yourself. Um, And I hope that you do take the time to ask that of yourself because no one can do this work for you. There are no number of books or seminars or people you can speak to who can talk you into yourself. That is a challenge that you have to both accept and one that you have to be willing to stick it through all the way to the end because it doesn't get easier There is always another layer to the challenge of being true to who you are because you are evolving. You are constantly developing into some new part of your essential being and you have to learn to grow comfortable with that. So I want to talk about this uh, idea of plentifulness. You know, everything that is plentiful. And and of course, we all want our lives to be plentiful. We want our lives to be abundant. We want to be open to receiving everything that this universe has to offer us that essentially makes us feel good and purposeful. And everything plentiful comes from this state of balance. It comes from a, a state of timeliness. And 
I want to use the example of anything that grows, crops for instance, or plants. When we think about a plentiful field or a plentiful garden or, or whatever you have, everything that grew there needed to grow in a timely manner. It needed the time and it needed the balance of its necessities to be able to develop into what we come to consume as the beautiful and delicious, plentiful harvest. You cannot just simply pinch here and pinch there and you know be sparse in the places that you need to be and all of a sudden add on top of that this sense of urgency to grow and be able to sustain this plentiful harvest. You, you can't do that. You can't add urgency in hopes that you will get the desired outcome. Urgency does not get you closer to your desired outcome. Urgency literally makes you believe that you are being more successful than you are being in the present moment in hopes that that will get you to be more successful by thinking so. There are certain things that cannot be expedited. And one of those things is personal fulfillment, which the majority of us are are seeking. You can't expedite your own process because you don't know what your process requires of you yet. There are so many stages to this pursuit of life, this path that you're on, that you can't possibly look at someone else and think, well, they did it in 10 months and this person built a brilliant, successful company in under two years. And that person manifested their dream life and family in 16 months or whatever you may have. We can't look at other people because our processes, although all human, are completely distinct. And by adding this urgent energy to what you are doing, to how your process is going. It can create a lot more distraction and cause a lot more harm because you are just spreading yourself even thinner, even thinner than perhaps your lowest point because you feel like who you are at the baseline Your subconscious starts to believe that who you are in a state of balance, in in a state of patience, isn't enough to get you toward your goal. So now you have to add urgency on top of that. But urgency is not the missing link. And yet so many of us live in a state of urgency as though it almost makes us feel better that we are doing a lot versus a little. Because somehow, if we are constantly working and moving and trying to make things happen, then we can justify to ourselves that we are not being the opposite, which we see to be as being idle and lazy and setting ourselves up for regret and wasting our lives. But there is a beautiful middle ground that takes out the pressure of urgency, takes out that need to compare to other people, need to be something that we are not. We focus so much on urgency that we scramble to be all of these things that in one moment you might think, you might actually be convinced in one moment that this is all of the stuff that you need to get figured out and resolved so that you can become who you want to be. And guess what? 
In the subsequent moment, if you would have just eased up on the gas of urgency and let yourself be in a state of balance and harmony with your truth, you would realize that that moment where you generated that urgency and now you're riding off for the next two years in pursuit of a goal that is no longer a part of your truth, but you didn't give it the time to develop into something more stable because you threw urgency on top of it. I am all for acting aggressively in pursuit of what you are passionate about, in pursuit of what fills you up and what you feel is true to you. But if you don't contrast that and counterbalance it with a little bit of balance, patience and timeliness, then you will find yourself pursuing something that you will come to realize when you do have a moment to reincorporate balance into your life is actually not your desired outcome. And you don't want to waste all of that time having been so urgent and so efficient with your time that you got to where you didn't want to be. So I want to tell you a brief story that I came across and, you know, I think it really goes hand in hand with uh, this discussion of urgency. And it's a story about this little old lady and a cab driver. Um, And this cab driver, he pulls up to her home and he's there to pick her up. And as she's coming down the stairs, he sees that she's a very old lady. She's in her 90s. She's feeble. She's walking slowly and she's lugging around two suitcases. And he quickly jumps out of his car He goes to meet her at the stoop. He takes the suitcases from her. He walks her over to the car. And as she's getting in the car, he asks her where she intends to go. And the little old lady tells this man, you know, I here's the address. This is where I want to go. But can we please drive through the city? And the cab driver seems a little bit confused at first because going through the city, as anyone who has ever lived or been in a major city knows, it's going to increase the distance, the length, the time of the route that they take by so much. Um, you know, there are certainly outskirts that are have a shorter route that they can offer. And she says, no, no, please, I, I would really like to go through the city. So they get into conversation as he honors her request. And the little lady says to the man, she starts telling him this, these stories as they're driving past different parts of the city. And she starts reminiscing with him and just storytelling about where she used to work and who she was as a younger woman and all of the great memories that she had. And it's, she's kind of rekindling her, her entire past with him. And the cab driver asks her, you know, well, where are you headed now? And she says to him, well, I'm headed to hospice. And, you know, I don't have many people in my life anymore because I've outlived many of them. And I don't have any family members who live in the city. And this sort of was her last way to be able to see the city that she grew up in and has come to love and has meant so much to her. And the cab driver was was really taken um, by this woman. And he dropped her off ultimately after having driven through the city for nearly two hours, taking the time to listen to her before even knowing 
that she was on her way to hospice before that even came up in conversation. And after he dropped her off, she, you know, she had the biggest smile and she asked him how much she owed him. And he told her, you know what, it's okay. You don't owe me anything. And she put up a little bit of a fight and she was asking him, no, 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 that's, you know, how could you do that, that you have to earn a living? And he said, that's okay. You know, there will be other passengers. Um, And as they parted ways, this man continued to be just really taken by this woman and taken primarily by the fact that when he started out on this route, there were a couple of things that were taking place with him. Uh, for one, this was his last ride of the day. So he was already agitated. He had been stressed from the passengers prior to her. He wasn't in a great state of mind. He really just wanted to go home, kick his shoes off, relax. And we can all understand that sense that he was experiencing. But what ultimately ended up happening is that his night ended on such a great note. And if you really think about what this story means, you know, I I don't ultimately know how he processed this in the aftermath or how she processed it, but I can bet that it probably bent a lot more to him. Um, And as much as it meant to her, it probably meant even more to him because this man was able to shift his emotional state from this need to get done with the day You know, he's working hard, he's making this money, and he was making this money to support his side hustle. So anyone with a side hustle will understand that that is, it becomes this really urgent thing in your life. Everything else that you do becomes secondary, and then you're just going through the motions, you're grinding out just so you can get home and work on the side hustle and work on your ambition. Call it whatever you want, on your hobbies, on your passions. And this man started his day off that way. He was like, all right, I just got to get in, get out, get it done, and then I can go and live my life and do the things that I care about. And when we talk about the things that we care about, it's often linked to our purpose or what we perceive to be our purpose. And the reason why I tell this story is because If you are always in a state of urgency on your path to purpose, you might find that you actually miss your purpose in the process. So just as this man had an idea of what his purpose is, and it very well may be, if his purpose in the least centered around helping other people and being a good Samaritan and caring about others and having an impact and being kind and compassionate, which I hope that is a part of all of your purposes, then if he would have just continued in that heightened state of urgency and just stayed in that mental state of the future, the future, I need to, I need to get home. It doesn't matter who's in my vehicle right now. I need to hurry up, get them to where they're going so I can get home and get to my purpose. And then he would have missed the fact that his purpose was right there in front of him in that car. His purpose as a human being, an extension of whatever purpose he created for himself, that he created an outline, his five-year plan, fantastic. But the real test of purpose is who are you in the moments that require your presence the most? Who are you in those moments? What do you choose to do? How do you choose to extend kindness? Will you go out of your way for purpose when purpose calls for you to be there? 
Or are you so just attached to the urgent need to fulfill this hypothetical purpose that you miss every opportunity to actually exhibit it? So I really hope that this episode provided a little bit of clarity as to why urgency can be so detrimental to our lives and to our success, to our closeness, to ourselves and our truth. And I hope that you, as always, I encourage you to take some, some moments out of the day to journal about it, you know, write urgency at the top of a page and just go for it, free write, whatever comes to mind. How do you feel you are being urgent in your life and with what? And what is it costing you? What is your urgency costing you in your own life? Is it actually bringing you closer to your goal or are you psyching yourself out? Are you increasing your own anxiety? Are you causing yourself to miss so many purposeful present moments because you are so caught up in this sense of urgency of this future that you're trying to create? So I want to end by offering up a resource that I created. It's completely free. And it's a morning self-therapy journal. And it has been so useful uh, in the, some of the client work that I've been doing. So I hope and I thought that why not extend this to you guys who are also close friends and partners in this deep self-work that we show up here every week to do. So I hope that it will help you calm that sense of urgency a little bit. If you need something to incorporate into your daily practice, it will be a really, really powerful staple to your morning routine if you can budget some time for that. And again, if you lower your urgency, then you will have time to budget. And, you know, it'll give you an opportunity to reflect and assess yourself every single morning to be able to see what you're carrying over into the next day because sometimes our subconscious has so much baggage, not sometimes, most times, and we don't even know what we're lugging around with us until something triggers us and it all comes crashing out and down. So it'll help you to learn to pay attention and be present in your process to be less urgent, and to not focus so much on a future that you're after and instead embody who you hope to be in the future in the present moment. And I just want to uh, say that if you are interested in the Morning Self-Therapy Journal, it is available on my Instagram. If you click the link in my bio, it'll be up there, Self-Therapy Journal. You can... um, Put your email there and I will have that to you. And I hope it helps. I really hope it helps. Uh, so I just want to leave you on this note. And it is that it is not by pursuing a good future that you get one, but by attempting to create goodness in the present. And I hope that these words resonate with you because they are words that have changed my life. And I know that they can be really instrumental in changing your outcomes too. I love you guys and I'm wishing you a powerful second half of this week. Go with all that you are into every moment that you possibly can. Embody everything that is your power and you have so much of it. I love you and I will see you back here next week.